Good morning. I know we're doing things a little bit out of our normal uh, routine and schedule this morning, but I want to tell you how thankful I am to see each and every one of you. Becky, you have your family. I have mine. <laughs> Families are important, aren't they? And I certainly love every one of you. Thank you for being here. I'm only going to speak to you for a few minutes this morning. And I told Audrey I was pretty much scared to death to deliver this message this morning. And I told the friends here, um, it'll be different. Believe me, it'll be different. I want to share something that the Lord put on my heart, and he gave me another dream this past week. I feel very humbled and blessed that he trusts me with something that he wants us to know. And I feel like, although the topic is so odd, <laughs> there is a message in it this morning. And I just ask for grace and mercy from you this morning. And we definitely ask the Lord's blessing on this. I can't say that I fully understand everything in this particular message and dream, but I will share what the Lord has shown me for the next few minutes. And I'm going to start with the dream. In my dream, I saw a bed with a very crisply ironed snow white bottom sheet, glistening snow white bottom sheet only, a black headboard, but no other bed linens were on it. On the wall behind the bedboard, headboard, excuse me, was an electrical outlet. I saw an army of black ants marching out of this electrical plug, out of the little holes that are in the plug on the wall. And they marched down the wall and onto the bed. They were in a very straight line. They marched in order and in time, and they marched onto the head of the bed where lies laid a hub of sorts. And they went inside, marched around inside, and marched back out on the opposite side, back into the wall socket. This hub was round. It was tan. And I could see through it. And it had a domed top. And then the bottom and the ants would march in this way and out that way. And I could see through this domed top that they were doing this. This went on for a long time. And I could see that when they circled in, when they entered into the hub and circled inside and out, they knew what to do. They had the knowledge of what to do. They worked very intently, very quietly, very cleanly. There was not a speck on the white sheets, and they were not deterred from their mission in any way. When I woke up, I immediately, there's a long story behind this, but I immediately went on to Lowe's.com and ordered a backpack bug sprayer which will be delivered to my house on Wednesday. 
just in case. We did have to fight ants in the summertime, and we bought one of those, and it malfunctioned, and we took it back. Then they took them off the market, and we couldn't buy another one. So I was thankful to find this one. I don't mind dreaming about ants, but I don't want to live with them. But as I went back to sleep, I knew this message was from the Lord because as I've told you before, when the Lord gives me a dream, it's an imprint on my mind and I never forget a detail of it. That is absolutely not the case about any other dream I might have. So I began praying about it and what it meant. And when I got up, I, I consulted my book of dreams symbology, which I've shared some things out of before. This is a wonderful, very insightful Christian woman that wrote this book. It's sort of a dictionary of all things related to dreams that are common. And she finds scriptures that, that back up everything she says. And I, I like this book. I, I was given to, it was given to me from a pastor friend, and I really appreciate the book. So it said, Ants are representative of very hardworking teams in cooperation with each other, always and only for the benefit of the whole, never for anyone's selfish motive. They're always aware and wise concerning the future, which we'll read in a few minutes, storing up food and provisions in the summertime for the winter. It says that ants in dreams represent those who are team-oriented, highly organized, and who diligently use their abilities to prepare concerning the things of God. Because of their size, they know well that cooperation and teamwork are the only way they can accomplish a task. Ants in dreams also represent increase in business activities, and they are skilled builders with highly developed social habits and they are very economical and industrious. Proverbs 6, 6 through 8 tells us, Go to the ant, O sluggard. Observe her ways and be wise. Having no chief, ruler, or officer, she prepares her food in the summer, and she gathers her provisions in the harvest. And Proverbs 30, 24 through 25 tells us, four things are small on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. The ants are not a strong people, but the, they prepare their food in the summer. Do you think the Lord is trying to tell us something here? Prepare in the summer. In an article that I read called The Nutritional value and consumption of ants. I read that the insect has between 39 to 44% protein 
and about 42 to 49 percent good fat content, depending on which body part you look at or eat. The insect is rich in iron, zinc, magnesium, potassium, and phosphorus. Their fatty acid profile, the edible insects recorded in their fatty acid profile, these edible insects recorded high contents of palmitic, oleic, and linoleic acids, all desirable and healthy for humans, and they're highly effective in fighting cholesterol. Does anyone need cholesterol help this morning? Go get ants. It is said that their flavor is similar to a spicy lemon. Mm -hmm. Don't you wonder who donated their taste buds to analyze the flavor of ants? I read that ants are the most laborious insect on the planet. Highly industrialized, very close-knit family units, and having astonishing systems of organization, always to the best of the whole, as I said. They're far more efficient at tilling and turning soil than are earthworms, and they create tunnels which allow water to seep into plant roots. They're far better at seed disbursements than our birds. They eat the non-growth part of the seed, and then they plant the growth parts directly into the soil where the water is so that the plants can reproduce. They're ingenious parents, carpenters, masons, and they build their own homes, which they keep scrupulously clean, and they will fight to the death for their loved ones. Each has their own specific job, yet they are so community-minded that together they can lift 5,000 times their body weight, and they build infrastructures of incredible strength. They join their own bodies together and form a bridge that they can haul cargo over as they're storing up their food for the winter. The scripture warned us to watch them, pay attention to them, be wise and pay attention to their ways. They do all these things without a ruler standing over them. They have no hierarchy. We've all heard that food shortages may be coming, as I said a few weeks ago. It's very hard for us to know who to believe these days. But I can assure you, I have definitely stored up some food staples, some water, just in case. Perhaps the Lord is telling us, get prepared now, for the winter is coming. Maybe he's also telling us a few other things, that though we're small in number, if we're wise and we cooperate and we work together, 
we can accomplish anything with him as our leader. Ants don't have a king. They share joint objectives and they build teams to work together to complete a task that will benefit all. They also can take down prey or an intruder that is much, much larger than themselves by working together. My dream book also said that beds are representative of marriage, rest, healing, a place of refuge, and a place of intimacy with the Lord. It is said that the color of bed sheets can be indicative of the kind of anointing that is coming upon us, especially during our intimate times with God, and that a white sheet is representative of the Holy Spirit anointing. The hub, or the office building, as it were, speaks of marketplace evangelism, fivefold ministry, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, and pastor, corporate teamwork, administrative gifts, and relationships with authorities at work. And finally, the electric, electrical outlets indicate plugging in, connecting to the power of the Holy Spirit. Being rooted and grounded in love, expecting signs and wonders and miracle demonstrations of the power of God. Isn't this exactly what we've been praying for? To be open and ready for God to move among us, the small ants, but the colony and the cooperation and the love and the wisdom that comes from him. For the anointing to fall upon us that is bigger and greater than ourselves, for his presence to bring healing and power so that we can touch those outside. Amen? You still love me? <laughs> Aren't you thankful that we do have a king? He does lead us, and he gives us his spirit to empower us, to guide us, and to teach us all things. And Lord, we just ask your blessing upon the remainder of this service. Audrey and Rick, if you would, uh, Rick, if you would help your mom come forward first, we'll, we'll get that done. And we just ask for the Lord's blessing and anointing on the rest of this service. I'm going to lead off with something this morning that I want to say, but I'm going to wait a few minutes. We're going to, Audrey and Rick are going to sing a song, bless us with a song, and then I'm going to read a testimonial. We have some gifts for the guest of honor, and we're going to open the mic up for anyone who would like to give a tribute to this dear, dear saint of the Lord. And I want you to know, I want to add to what everyone else is going to say, the effect that you've had on my life. I was telling the family, and of course my family knows that 
these precious ones came to this church when I was about 13, 14 years old. So we go back a long, long way, <laughs> long way. <laughs> I'm gonna stay on script because if I don't, I'm just gonna cry the whole time. <laughs> As a teenager, I looked up to your stately beauty and gracefulness. I thought she was the prettiest thing that ever walked, and she was, she still is. And I watched your godly conduct day after day. You were my Sunday school teacher for a while. Oh, she was hard. You had to learn scripture and you had to behave yourself and you had to toe the line in her class <laughs> or you got in trouble. I know. <laughs> but you were much more than just my teacher because I watched the example that you were for my own life. You were a gracious hostess <laughs> to all of us crazy bratty teenagers. Oh my word. Of course, she had a whole house full of her own. She didn't need more, but she welcomed us in anyway and always made us feel at home. You were a quiet influence. You led not by beating Christ into us, but by gently living him in front of us, guiding and teaching us about how to know him. When you returned as pastor here for the second time, I adopted you as a mother in the Lord. Ours was already in heaven. I know you didn't need any more <laughs> weak, needy kids, but I claimed you anyway, and I tried all the harder to be like you because you were like Jesus. You're a woman of great strength and faith, inward and outward beauty, and a shining example of God's love. You've been a pillar of faith in mine and many others' lives in my generation. And I love you very much, and I wish you a very, very happy birthday.